Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Gary and Shannon, and you're listening to KFI AM640, the Gary and Shannon Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Quick update on the story we were talking about just a second ago with Instagram and uh, the freeway that it has become for pedophiles. Hey, Gary and Shannon. I just, uh, Grandma and Grandpa, that's what I call you. Uh, I hope you're uh, doing well today. It was really sad to hear about the Instagram, all the pedos on Instagram. I didn't even know that didn't exist. Uh, I thought that they would at least police that stuff. Don't they have money and they have they can do that? Now, just, yes. What I've, We didn't mention this, but Meta says that in the last two years, it's taken down more than two dozen different pedophile networks. They're planning more of them. And since receiving information or questions, I should say, from the Wall Street Journal, they have blocked thousands of different hashtags that I said that sexualize children, some with millions of posts on them, restricted the systems from recommending users search for terms known to be associated with sex abuse and working on preventing systems from recommending the potentially pedophilic adults connect with one another or even interact with one another. It's a whack-a-mole game, though, yeah. where one is shut down, another pops up. That's, uh, that's the hard part. Three people were arrested yesterday at protests held outside a meeting of the Glendale Unified School District Board where pro and anti-LGBTQ plus demonstrators faced off over how teachers, uh, schools, excuse me, teach gender and sexuality. Now, I'm going to say this. This is in the L.A. Times. And I think that this is written poorly. You can be anti-schools teaching gender and sexuality and not be anti-LGBTQ+. Right. There are people that are happy to let everybody live their truth, live their life, love who they want to love, have sex with who they want to have sex, identify how they want to identify, and at the same time, don't want... Joe Schmo teacher teaching my eight-year-old about those issues. Now, one of the things that we saw outside Satakoy Elementary School last week was, uh, at least I saw it, was a sign that said, our fight is not with LGBTQ, our fight is with LAUSD. Meaning, the issues, the love, the feelings, the whatever you want, however you want to describe that, that that's not what at the issue is. The issue is, does the school district get to usurp completely the opinions of the parents of the schools in the district. Um, so this was yesterday outside of Glendale. This was one of the women spoke to Channel 7. We have absolutely no agenda. We are not. Take that back. That was the uh, superintendent. I'll get to her in a second. These people are shoving their LGBT agenda down children's throats, and it's not okay. The Okay, there's one. It's the erasure of LGBTQ voices. Erasure of voices of LGBTQ people leads to the misconception that all of our lived experiences are homogenous and the same, and it does not allow any space for folks to um, embrace who they are. Okay, now this is the superintendent at Glendale. We have absolutely no agenda. We are not in the business of converting anyone's child. Uh, we... Um, 
would like to continue the communication so that we can clarify and also take certain topics that are just not happening off the table. Okay, which is fine. It, it, the superintendent there is suggesting that they continue this conversation. If that's the case, table this uh, uh, table this resolution until you can get the voices that you want in there. But they went ahead and they passed it. I don't have a problem with a school district putting on their official school calendar that June is Pride Month. I mean, for one thing, bless you, for one thing, nobody's in school in June. I mean, you've got a week, you've got yeah. two weeks maybe. I mean, the idea that they're going to be using a month's worth of stuff to to pound this stuff into people's head is, is I think it's a little overbearing. It's a little overreactive. But to your point, I can be, hmm, let me use the term here. I can be an ally and say, I don't want my kids math time or history time or, or, or English time to be taken up by here's here's our favorite gay person of the day. Not, or, to, not to mention we cut out art and music, right. which are very important. And they've been they've gone by the wayside. Let me pull up some statistics for you. Uh, last year at L.A. Unified, 42 percent of students met the state standard in English. 42%. 42%. That's under half. Seems low. Yeah. Uh, let's see. In math, 29% of students hmm. met the state standard. I'm not great at math, but that seems even lower. Now, I've lived a lot of life, and I have learned that English and math are very important. Mm. No? W wouldn't you say that... Uh, well, yeah, okay. I think the goal... Anybody is free to correct me if I'm wrong. I think the goal of um, Pride Month, the basics of it, and I saw it repeated yesterday in terms of uh, what was going on over in Glendale, is we don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable in L.A. Unified, Glendale Unified. No. We don't want anybody to feel every kid should feel welcomed. One absolutely, 100%. But this is... This is the, to me, this is the harder way to go about that. You're carving out and you're carving out specific lanes for people to choose. You're making, me, you're making people differentiate themselves, I right. think, a little bit. As opposed to just saying, I mean, uh, that guy's comment about, you know, you're erasing, um, you're erasing gay voices and, and you're trying to imagine that everybody has a homogenized existence. To the misconception that all of our lived experiences are homogenous and the same. Okay, no one is saying that. No, no one is saying that. But what I am saying is you should be taught in school, in home, in church, in your community, in your neighbor, wherever you're taught, you need to be taught you can't be an a-hole to somebody simply because of, to use his term, their lived experience. You don't get to be an a-hole to someone because of their lived experience. You can be an a-hole to someone because they're an a-hole to you. You can be an a-hole to somebody because they have a bad attitude towards you or they don't like you for whatever reason, or they make preconceived uh, judgments about who you are based on what you look like, based on what clothes you wear, based on what neighborhood you're from. But when you tell people, you've got to get in this line and identify this way and show everybody who you are and do it, that's not the way to prevent people from being a-holes to each other, which I think, I hope, is the ultimate goal of something like this. And, and what I think is great, not great. This goes... 
this is tiny compared to what LAUSD yes, did yesterday in their resolution. They didn't just do a month. They did a month and they did a couple of days and then they did Transgender Visibility Day and Transgender Again, Silence I have no day. problem labeling things to just make people feel included or what have you. I just don't think that there should be curriculum uh, set aside when, when we're failing students as it is with, with the reason why they go to school, which is math and English. And it should be music and art as well. The uh, Marion County Sheriff's Office is a white Florida woman accused of fatally shooting her black neighbor last week has been arrested. It was the end of what the sheriff described as a two and a half year feud. The woman was arrested on charges of manslaughter, assault and more. Uh, authorities came under pressure Tuesday to arrest her and charge her. She had shot her neighbor through her front door in a case that put the standard ground law back into the spotlight. Although the officials have been saying this does not qualify as a standard ground law. Just one last note on John and Ken. <laughs> um, I was in Paris on the steps of the Notre Dame of course you when are. somebody came, tapped me on the shoulder and said, so what are John and Ken really like? And I was like, really? <laughs> they followed me here. It'd be funny if he said it with a French accent. Well, uh, Florida officials have confirmed that Ron DeSantis was behind two flights of migrants from New Mexico to Sacramento Friday and Saturday. They saw the accusation and they doubled down and said, yeah, it was us. And as a matter of fact, here's video of these people singing, waving, um, appearing to enjoy themselves as they are bussed to the plane to fly to California. Uh, they... One of the uh, one of the people said in a selfie video uh, where he's standing behind the turboprop de Havilland plane that he and others arrived in, quote, we made it to California. Thank God. We're very thankful to God, he said in Spanish. You know why? You know why he's thankful to God? Because they know that California is a sanctuary, a sanctuary state and that we are going to not turn our backs on people because of that. And why do they know that? Because Gavin Newsom has shouted it from the rooftops for years. We are a sanctuary state. We care about people here in California. But all of a sudden this week, he flipped, didn't he? Why are you dropping people off? How dare, How dare you? you? Well, this is what you asked for. This is what you shouted from the rooftops. Um, in the statement from the Department of Emergency Management, sorry, Division of Emergency Management there in Florida, Alicia Collins is the communications director. She said the relocation was consensual. Quote, as you can see from this video, Florida's voluntary relocation is uh, precisely that. It's voluntary. Now, it's not exactly clear who's responsible for the video. I mean, is it the Division of Emergency Management? Is it the contractor that they've been using to fly the planes? But some of them actually appear to be captured by the people themselves. They're using their own phones to show them um, selves having a good time, singing and dancing as they get ready to get onto this airplane and head on out to California. One point, they appear to congregate in a briefing room. They're asked in Spanish, at any point, did you feel like you were treated poorly? And one person says, no, they treated us very well. California officials say that it's been facilitated by a company called uh, Vertol Systems, which we know has a contract with, um, with the state of Florida. And they made it safely to the third-party NGO. The specific non-government organization is called Catholic Charities, is used and funded by the federal government. So, yeah, uh, this, this is going to continue. Uh, this will come up. Quite a bit, I think, in the upcoming debates when we get to that point uh, of the Republican primary. We lost a KFI family member 
Um, you heard him in the mornings for a long time uh, doing traffic for us. Jeff Baugh uh, just passed away recently, according to his family. Hey, Gary and Shannon. Just heard the news about Jeff Baugh. I'll tell you, uh, missing that uh, uh, voice in the morning will be missed. There are a few uh, voices that you get used to on the radio, and uh, his is one of those that uh, <clears throat> will will truly uh, uh, truly be missed. I am so sorry to hear about Jeff's passing just now. My sympathy and condolences to KFI, to Jeff, Jeff and his family. Oh, what do you say about a man like that? I just heard the news about Jeff Baugh. Oh my God. <clears throat> just been listening to him for years and I've been meaning to like send a email that we should do, um, you guys should do like a good interview with Jeff Baugh because he was just a very interesting person. Oh, oh, man. You guys have a good day. Thank you for that. Um, Jeff, uh, Jeff was from New York, moved from New York to L.A. in 1979, wound up being the DJ at the El Provado Room at Carlos and Charlie's on the Sunset Strip. <laughs> he finished a broadcast school, uh, broadcast school interned board opt at Power 106 and got the job. He says, for sheer luck. As the KFWB studio traffic reporter in 1988, quickly moving to airborne reporter. He said he vowed to bring new language to traffic reporting, not just state the obvious and try to help people through various problems, be it a closed freeway or a deadly earthquake. He says he always committed, uh, continued that commitment. Um, former U.S. Marine. Uh, Michael wrote to us, I live in Phoenix and love listening to Jeff's reports every day. I mean, I think that that encapsulates it, right? He, Michael doesn't give a crap what's going on in the in on the, the traffic world. It's just, you know, Jeff Baugh had that warm, inviting voice, you know, that just you you wanted to hear from him every morning. Uh, every once in a while, we do stories regarding uh, the weirdness that existed in the CIA uh, and before that, the Office of Strategic Services, which sort of was a precursor to the CIA. And the weird thought experiments, mind experiments, science ex experiments that the CIA was involved with in the 40s, 50s, 60s, eventually when they uh, when it turned into the CIA, well... One guy, one name uh, that was involved with one of those weird programs was George Hunter White, a San Francisco journalist turned cop who became one of the biggest crusaders in the war on drugs. Yeah, this was a guy who on one side of his mouth would say, don't do drugs, drugs are terrible. But privately, he used LSD, marijuana, and drank martinis by the pitcher. He was known <laughs> to finish a whole bottle of gin in one sitting, like Jacob. He was the federal agent responsible for a CIA program called Operation Midnight Climax. Now, they experimented with all kinds of psychoactive drugs, mescaline, psilocybin, morphine, amphetamines. Um, they were trying to figure out how these psychedelic drugs would impact humans, men, uh, could impact interrogations, how they could be used in wartime to either get people crazy or to get the truth out of them. Now, George White had a little bit of experience with this. Once he gave a subordinate of Lucky Luciano a cigarette laced with concentrated marijuana to try to get this guy to give up mafia secrets. 
quite the pair of steel balls on this guy to go after one of Lucky Luciano's people. So uh, White was working as one of the high-ranking agents in the FBI's, well, the Federal Bureau of Narcotics New York office when he came to the attention of Sidney Gottlieb. He was the one who was in charge of using those psychedelic and psychoactive drugs for the CIA. Gottlieb liked to give people drugs without their knowledge or consent, uh, used prisoners, drug addicts, mental patients as test subjects. And that obviously was not well, today is not looked upon very favorably. Back in the day, maybe people just looked the other way. But Gottlieb was impressed by George Hunter White's earlier work, you know, lacing the cigarettes with marijuana, among other things. So he recruited him to set up a house in Greenwich Village to continue the drug studies that were de being done by MK Ultra, Project MK Ultra. White spent $4,000 outfitting the house, um, began luring people to the location while posing as an artist, a seaman, attempting to use the neighborhood's bohemian culture as cover. And he would secretly dose people with drugs and then see if he could get information out of them. Well, there was an issue. One of the high-ranking CIA guys working for MK Ultra died after... Well, hitting the ground at high speed. Although, yes, he fell out of a window. Um, he had been hit about the head and neck multiple times with some hard object before he, in fact, fell from fell to his death. The CIA does what it does, and it covered it up. Um, and then they shipped off White to San Francisco across the country to restart Operation Midnight Climax. And he does it on Chestnut Street on Telegraph Hill. By the way, the building still exists. It's a $4 million house. It has ridiculously beautiful views of the San Francisco Bay. It last sold for like $10 million or something oh, ridiculous. Um, so what he would do is he would install a room behind a one-way mirror, had its own refrigerator. Obviously, there's, that's where he kept his pitcher of margaritas. It, they had a toilet installed in this room behind the one-way mirror so that, or is it a two-way mirror? A one-way mirror. He can see he one can way, see they can't see the other. I guess a two-way mirror would be a window. There you go. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> now what he would do is he and his men would go out and they'd find hookers on the street and bring their and, and convince them, hey, we'll let you do your job, right? We're not going to bust you, but you got to do it in our apartment. So they would come back, bring their clients back to that apartment. So he would dose the Johns with LSD without their knowledge, whatever, put drink, Coke, whatever. And then... See what happens. Yeah, this was a described as a squat man with a face like an extremely menacing bowling ball that would observe the sex with scientific curiosity as he sat on that toilet seat and drank his martinis. Now, uh, this was an eight-year mission. Eight and it, years. It apparently produced nothing of value for the spy agency. Except, except they did say it's easier to get something out of a man after he has had sex instead of before. Duh. Any woman could tell you that. I don't understand that. Is this a blind <laughs> spot for a dude? That Probably. This is a game that you guys play that we don't know? Probably. Why? Now wouldn't the it, Wouldn't it make more sense if you're like, well, we, we could do it, but you got to tell me the name of your supplier. And he's like, oh, okay. We're, we don't need to go into it. It's Johnny Four Thumbs is my supplier. <laughs> The names of people who took the LSD during Operation Midnight Climax have been lost to history. They never wrote down details of what they were doing. And, of course, the CIA did what the CIA does and destroyed all known records. <laughs> uh, again, the apartment building where all this took place has been converted into a six 
thousand square foot house, six bedrooms, eight bathrooms, elevator. The top floor, they say, has one of the best dining rooms in the city, wall to wall windows, uh, revealing a stunning view. You said, like, uh, I. On Zillow, it's listed at $4 million, but you're right. It last sold um, eight years ago for $10 million. White, by the way, didn't go far after the program was over. He went over to where we kind of grew up, Stinson Beach. He became the fire chief there and then died of cirrhosis a few years later. <laughs> from the pictures. From the martinis. Pictures of martinis. Uh, just a side note, uh, one thing I want to talk about with um, D.A. Gascon announcing on Twitter that he's leaving Twitter, but also... LaGuardia Airport is uh, said to be on a ground stop right now in Newark, New Jersey. No, sorry, New York, uh, because they're because of the amount of smoke that exists it from these looks, Canadian fires. It looks eerie. It's we've seen that, but yeah, it, yeah. I mean, the idea of the the you New York Manhattan skyline like that, yeah, orange like right. that is weird. Nearly 100 people in 18 states are under air quality alerts today. It's smoke from wildfires in Canada. It's drifting down as far south as South Carolina. New York City has uh, some delays, some ground stoppages at Newark and LaGuardia. A, oh, boy, this is a legal case. A D.C. judge has ruled that a man who smokes marijuana in his apartment has to stop because his neighbor complained that the odor from the marijuana was creeping into her home and causing a nuisance. The judge ruled that uh, the guy could not, uh, sorry, the woman could not prove she's entitled to damages. She successfully did make the case that the smell is a private nuisance. The neighbor, by the way, is licensed to buy medical marijuana, but he does not possess a license to disrupt the full use and enjoyment of one's land. Hawaii's Kilauea volcano is erupting. USGS says it began its eruption today on the Big Island. It came hours after an eruption watch was issued. Hmm, so it's fighting with Popocatepe? El Popo. The L.A. County DA's office will no longer post content on Twitter. George Gascon cited concerns about, quote, Harmful and hateful content. Oh, for the love. Guess where they posted the announcement? On Twitter. Ugh. As a prosecutor's office, we uphold the principles of justice, fairness, and equality for all. The rise of unchecked vitriol targeting marginalized communities, false information, lack of community guideline enforcement, or mechanisms to otherwise address these issues has left us with no other choice. This is a similar to who was it that just the other day said that they might have to. Oh, it was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I might have to quit Twitter. OK. Uh, no, whatever you do, please. Who's logging on to Twitter to to read George Gascon's non statement statements? Um, John McKinney, uh, John McKinney, the deputy DA who is running to replace George Gascon, re replied with this. Gascon is more concerned with having safe spaces on the Internet than he is with safe spaces in our Amen. communities. When I read that he was troubled by the, quote, rise in unchecked vitriol targeting marginalized communities, false information and lack of community guidelines enforcement, I thought he was referring to his own administration. Go, John. Yeah, amen. Uh, we told you about the the ghost town out in the desert that was... Uh, uh, that was being bought up or at least being offered for sale. There's another one. Another one. An entire Texas town uh, going on the market for a price of about a hundred grand. A man named Alexander Bardorf purchased this 10 acre town along with a few buddies back in 2001 for $20,000. He says 
More than 70 people have already turned up in hopes of making the purchase. He sat under the canopy of the deserted gas station in town and heard from each person who's made the trek, each pitching a vision for its future. He said the sale's not about money, but finding someone who understands how special the land they fell in love with is. That's a great visual, isn't it? This guy just perched up at a deserted gas station listening to pitches on what to do with the city. They've got an empty swimming pool, a motel, a grocery store, a restaurant, some vacant houses. One of the homes has a living room, three bedrooms, kitchen, bath, screened-in porch, 800-square-foot storage room. The last resident departed in 1991, and they transformed it into an artistic hub, hosting art installations, film festivals, and musical performances. That's fun. But do they have water? Yeah, they've got a water pump. Uh, runs hot and cold water. Um, it originally served as a stopover uh, on the mail route from San Antonio to San Diego. Uh, because I guess at the time, it was the only place that had a, a spring. Like for 100 miles, it was the only place that had water. Here are some of the ideas people have come to him with. A kangaroo farm. <laughs> a nudist colony. Oh. An escape room style attraction where people Ooh, escape from the town, the not just a room. Town? Oh, that is very cool. That's very Stephen King. But then you'd have to have you'd have. Well, I don't know how far it is away from the nearest hotel, but you'd have to have uh, you know a place for them to stay right outside the town once they get out. That would be quite a show, man. Well, others thought about building a super powerful radio tower. They will make the decision of who the winning bidder will be. The deadline to bid on the town is June 24th. What do you say, gang? And they're looking for about 100 grand? Yeah. They're looking for? Hmm. Another ghost town. Should yeah. we buy oh. Should we buy it? Another one. Another one. Up we just next. need $100,000. Swamp Watch. A little bit of Mike Pence. A couple dashes of Doug Burgum. Maybe a healthy helping of uh, Chris Christie. Oh, Mm. And something called Francis Suarez, who might get into the race? Okay. <laughs> that means Swamp Watch is coming up next. Gary and Shannon will continue right after this. You've been listening to The Gary and Shannon Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.